0: We do once, twice a month, and it's the idea of Bible breakdown extras. And it's the idea of doing something where we are working on it, not necessarily in it. And what can happen is we are reading God's Word every day, which is amazing, of course, and awesome. We want to make sure, are we applying God's Word to our life? Are we not just reading, but make sure we're making it a lifestyle and doing something with it? It's like the idea of... If you work at a job and you're earning money and you're constantly putting money in the bank, money in the bank, money in the bank, but you're never actually then spending that money to buy groceries, pay bills, that kind of stuff, then you can have a million dollars in the bank, but you're living broke, busted, and disgusted, right? You need to actually take what you have been you know, accruing and then apply it to your life so that then you can be successful in all you do. Well Joshua chapter 1 Moses has told Joshua he said hey you need to study the book of the law meditate it on day and meditate on it day and night so that you can then be successful in all that you do. Well that's what we want to make sure we are doing is applying God's word to our life. And this one I'm really excited about. Because this, this time on the Bible Breakdown Extra, I'm going to answer the very first question that I have gotten from one of you. And can I tell you, I love answering questions to help God help people know God better. And the question I got was, Pastor, how can I add prayer with my daily Bible reading so that I can know God more? They were saying, I've heard you say that Bible reading is God speaking to us. Prayer is us speaking back to God but how do I do that? And I love this because this person had grown up in a particular tradition where they were not able to really pray prayers they wanted to pray. They were told to only pray what was written down in a prayer book. And they were saying, I don't have a problem with that. I think that's wonderful. But I want to talk to God myself. How do I do that? And I think that is absolutely awesome. So what we're going to do today is want to just kind of give you a peek at a possible Method of prayer that actually God Himself laid down for all of us. And I want to tell you that I actually do this every day in my own personal walk with God. And it has been absolutely wonderful in helping me to have a plan and a system so I know God better. So, first, I want to paint for you a scenario. I have a wonderful friend of mine that I don't get to see very often, but I talk to all the time. And when I get to see him on occasions, I will tell you that I plan how we're going to have a conversation. And the reason why is because I have so much I want to talk to him about, I have so much I want to hear about in his life. He's got, he's got two boys that are now grown and I want to know about what's going on in their life. And I want to know what's going on in the business that he started and what is going on in his personal life. I don't want to forget anything, right? And so what I will do is I will kind of plan in my head two or three different questions I want to ask. Because I want to get the most out of this time that we get together because we don't get together every day like I'd like to. Well, that's what we're doing when we come up with a method and a plan for prayer. We're not trying to systemize it in a way so that we lose relationship. It's that I want to make sure that I get around to everything because I've got so much I want to talk to God about. And that's what Jesus does in John, or excuse me, in Matthew chapter 6. I love this idea Because what he does is he tells the people that he's talking to, he says, do you not realize that your heavenly father already knows everything that you need before you even ask him? He later says, he said, do you not know that every single hair on your head has been numbered by God? So in other words, when you're praying, you're never informing God of anything. He already knows all these things. And that's a pretty wild thought, if we're honest, because for many of us, that's what we think prayer is. We think prayer is a time when we go and we ask God for what we need, and then he writes it down, and then we go on about our day. But Jesus tells us, no, 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 I already know. Because remember, Father, Son, and Spirit, separate in personhood, but one in Godhood. So as he's talking to about the Father, in the same way he is also saying, God already knows everything that you need so therefore don't go into prayer thinking you're having a business meeting rather prayer is a relationship and so he lays out for us this is how you have a relational conversation with god so that you can have fellowship with him so this is what i want to do very practically in my own life i want to tell you that when i get up in the morning i have my daily bible reading time this is where God is talking to me. I'm going to let him go first in my life. And then what I do every day is I then use the prayer, the, what's called the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, verse 9 through 13. And I use it as a template of prayer. And I want to go over that with you. And I want to give you some encouragement. I also want to challenge you for the next 30 days to give this a try that read your Bible, and then give some space for you to pray the way Jesus said, the topics of prayer, and watch what it will do to your prayer life. You'll go from, for many of us, from just having a time where you are just asking God for things to where you're fellowshipping with God every day. So I want to go through these, and I'm just going to be very open and honest with you about how I go about doing these and how you can have a template of prayer for yourself. So here's the first thing. Jesus said, Therefore, when you pray, pray in this way. He says, Our Heavenly Father, our Father in Heaven, may your name be kept holy. So the first thing he said was, is make sure you are viewing God correctly. Viewing God as Father. Not as judge. Not as brosky. (laughs) Not as best friend. And he is, he says he is a friend who's closer than a brother. But in, in the context of this, see him as even more than that. See him as a loving Heavenly Father. So the first thing we do is we connect with God, our Father. And that's the first thing I do in my prayer time, is I take a moment and I just remember who I'm talking to. And I just say, Father, thank you so much that you're a loving, heavenly Father, and I can see you in that way. Then he says, may your name be kept holy. Well, what would happen in the Old Testament is they would, every time God would do something amazing, they would ascribe an adjective to him to his name as a way to say, God, you are great. So when God would provide for them in the desert, they would say, God, you are Jehovah, Yahweh, Jireh, God, my provider. So they would ascribe an attribute to him. And so what may your name be kept holy, a way we can look at that is take a moment and remember why God is awesome. So it's worshiping God. So what I do every morning is I remember who God is and then I will come up with three things I'm thankful for that God has done in my life. You know, one of them would be general. Like I'm God, I'm thankful for salvation, which is always a good one. Second will be something recent. God, I'm thankful that yesterday you did this in my life. And then the third one will be something brand new. I find something I've never been thankful for before. And that sometimes takes a minute, but I do that as a way to just say, God, I'm so thankful for what you've done in my life. So here's my challenge for the next 30 days. After you read your Bible, the first thing I want you to do when you go to pray is take one minute, thank God for being your father, and then find three things you're thankful for. Find three things you're thankful for. That's that's minute one. And then we'll tell you what, we're going to give you a, some extra challenge at later, but but minute one, thankful for what God's done in your life. So he said, our father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. The second thing he says is your kingdom come and may your will be done on earth As it is in heaven, the first thing he said there is, "May your kingdom come." Well, the first thing that we should pray in this section is that God, I pray you will open the eyes of the world, of the nation, of our state, of our city, and of our own close world. Open our eyes to see the goodness of salvation, because His kingdom coming to earth is that we would come to know Him and we would live out His gospel every single day. So it's an intercession. That the nations of the world would come to the knowledge and saving grace of Jesus Christ. So the next thing I do after that first minute of worship is then I pray for the nations. And I pray for the local churches in my city. And I pray for the pastors. And I pray for the Christians that they would see the harvest field. And they would go out and they would reach the gospel. Then he said, your kingdom come and your will be done. I love the idea of realizing that God, all this good earth is yours. Your will be done. And to realize that everything I have in my life, I'm a steward of. Like I am a, I am a steward of my family as as the dad and the husband. I am a steward of the church that I pastor. All these things don't belong to me. They belong to the Lord. I'm a steward of the home I have, of the car I have, even the clothes I wear. I'm a steward over these things. And so what I do is say, God, you lead today in all these areas, and I follow. But I'm also going to honor you By re-upping one more day, and saying, "God, you have your way, and I'm going to steward the good things that you've given me every day." So I say, "God, I'm going to I'm going to step up, and I'm going to be a father again today. I'm going to step up, and I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to step up. I'm going to take care of the house that you've given me and the car that you've given me." And so then, when I change the oil, it's an act of worship. When I cut the grass, it's an act of worship today because I'm stewarding the things that you've given me. And so then, the second minute of your prayer is you pray for the lost. And you remember that God leads today and you follow in everything you do. So minute one, worship. Minute two is intercession and submission to the Lord. And then he said, give us today the food that we need. So then for minute three, you know what you do? You talk to God about anything that's on your mind. Friends who are struggling, you who might be struggling, your job that's going on, whatever. If it matters to you, it matters to God. And so then you take minute three, And you just talk to God about whatever's going on in your life. And now for some of us, that's going to take longer than a minute, right? But you have that time. You just talk to God about, I mean, I've I've talked to God about the silliest stuff. Like, God, I really don't want to go to work today. So I just pray you'll give me this a good swift kick in the behind. So I can, you know, I mean, just just whatever it is that's going on in your life. You just like, hey, I'm gonna re up. So my challenge for you, next 30 days, you read your Bible, and then you spend time in prayer the Jesus way by minute one, you just worship connect with God as Father, and then you just celebrate him. Three things you are thankful for. Minute two, you spend 60 seconds praying for the lost of the nations and remembering that he's in charge. He leads, you follow, and you submit under his authority. Minute three, pray and talk to him about anything going on in your life. If it matters to you, it matters to him. Minute four is the next thing that Jesus said, and that is he said, forgive us of our sins as we have forgiven those who sinned against us. Now, this one can be tricky because it's a two-part thing. So what I like to think of is I think of asking God for forgiveness as one of the greatest honors that we have. Because back in the Old Testament, you had to hold on to any guilt and shame that you had. And then on the Day of Atonement, once a year, you would go and they, would, they said they would actually beat their chest and just try to remember any way they had sinned against God so they could ask for forgiveness for another year. It was a horrible thing, but it's, it's what they had to do under the Old Covenant. Well, now we have constant access to the very throne room of God, where if there's something that we have done that would separate our fellowship from God, we can immediately take it to that throne room and just say, God, I'm so sorry. And the next thing is, you've got to remember that God is not condemning you, but God wants you to be closer to Him, because the closer you get, the more of Him you experience. And so what an honor and a joy to say, God, is there anything that's stopping me from seeing you more clearly? If so, I don't want that more than I want you. And so what I'll do is I'll just say things I know of that maybe I have sinned and, and and separated myself from the fellowship of God. But then I will say, Holy Spirit, is there anything in my life that you need to bring to my attention? Because maybe it's separating me from you. And it's a bold prayer because the Holy Spirit loves us enough that he'll say, yeah, here's an area. You go, yes, sir. I'm ready to take care of that because it's a joy to get closer to God but then the other half of that is he says and then forgive us as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us and that's a hard one because you take a moment and not because you feel it but by faith say you know what God I choose to forgive so and so today and then you also say God in advance there's gonna be people that's gonna cut me off in traffic that person that's a co-worker who gets under my skin, they're going to dig deep today. So before they have a chance to offend me, Lord, I forgive them. And I'm going to walk in a spirit of forgiveness because you have forgiven me. And I'm going to tell you something. It would change your whole day if you started your day saying, I refuse to get offended. And it would be absolutely amazing. So for the next 30 days, here's the challenge. and We're almost done. Minute one, you connect with God as Father and you worship him by three things you're thankful for that he's done in your life. Minute two, you take 60 seconds. And you pray for the salvation of the nations and for the salvation of those in your own backyard. And then you also, within that minute, you remember that everything we have belongs to the Lord. So we submit ourselves to his good authority. Minute three, we talk to God about anything that's going on in our life. If it matters to you, it matters to him. Minute four, we ask for forgiveness of any way that we have separated our fellowship from God. And not only separated our fellowship, But also we forgive others, either in the past or in advance. And then here's the last one. He said, and then do not let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And so what he's saying is, is then stand in the authority that he has given you. When Jesus died on the cross and rose again, he declared victory over sin, over death, over hell, and over everything in the spirit world. And then he gave that authority to all of us. So we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from a position of victory. Now the enemy is going to try and he's going to try to come in and he's going to try to tempt us to move away from the goodness of God by sin and by bitterness and all these different things. And he's also going to try to plant lies in our mind to tell us that we're not who Christ says we are and that we can't be free and all these things. So that's why we stand in the authority. And he's saying, don't let us yield to temptation. In other words, let us see it coming ahead and not yield to it, but let us be rescued from the attacks of the evil one. So I'll tell you how this works out in my life. I finish out my prayer with declaring victory and declaring war against the enemy. Ephesians chapter 6 says we can put on the whole armor of God so that we can stand against the enemy. Now the armor of God is the character and the characteristics of Christ. So we put on the nature of Christ as we're following him and we're trying to act in a way that would honor God. We're putting on that armor. But just as a symbol, what I will do is I will go through the armor of God and I'll remind myself that I am equipped for victory that day. So I'll start off with the helmet of salvation. And I'll just say, God, today I symbolically put on the helmet of salvation and remember that you have already won every victory. So I'm going to remember that so that whenever I encounter something, I won't live in anxiety, but I've got your salvation covering me. We are already victorious. I put on the breastplate of righteousness and remember that I am righteous because of who you say I am and because of your righteousness that has gone before me. And so I put on that breastplate and symbolically I stick my chest out and I'm honored to be counted as one of yours. I put on the belt of truth remembering that your word is truth, and it is objective. It is a standard that doesn't move, so I can plant my life there. I have on my feet the gospel of peace, which reminds me that today I walk in peace because I already have peace with you. Therefore, I have peace with everyone around me, whether or not they have peace with me. I have on the shield of faith so that when the enemy attacks with his lies, my faith in you will keep me protected. And then I have the sword of the Spirit, which is your word. So that when the battle gets close, I am not defenseless, but your word helps me to declare victory over everything. And I just remind myself that I stand in that victory. And so I declare that victory. I bind any demonic spirit, a stronghold or plot and plan of the enemy in the name of Jesus. And I just declare freedom over my life, my family, anything I'm a steward over in Jesus name. And so I just end my prayer with victory, just remembering that we already walk in victory. So for the next 30 days, here's my challenge for you. And that is, for 30 days, read your Bible every morning, and then take just a few minutes out of, out of your day. Minute one, you pray and be thankful for God. Three things you're thankful for. Minute two, you pray for the salvation of the nations in your own backyard, and you remember that God is in charge of all things, and you submit yourself to his good authority. Minute three... You talk to him about anything and everything going on in your life. Minute four, you ask for forgiveness of anything that you need to you know, get rid of in your life. And also, you give forgiveness from the past and you give forgiveness in advance. And then minute five, you declare spiritual victory in your life. And in five minutes, you have a conversation with God. And then I'd recommend to you when you're finished, have at least a minute of silence of just sealing what God has done in your life and then here's the challenge after 30 days increase it now systematically you can do this by increasing one of those things every day whichever one is on your heart even more but instead of that then instead of just five minutes now add one minute to one of those and then add one minute to another one of those it takes a lifetime to build a lifetime <laughs> you know what i mean it takes a long time to build a lifestyle and so don't be in a hurry don't be in a rush But as your relationship grows, let your conversation grow. And so instead of them praying for five minutes, now you're praying for six minutes because you added a minute to one of those. And then you add another one. And then you add another one. And then one of the things I've gotten to just recently in my relationship with God is I don't have these separate into minutes. I just have a time frame. I can pray and talk to God for this amount of time. And so then I will just go through it. And sometimes I'll spend most of my time on, you know, praying for the nations, or declaring spiritual victory, and I will just realize that. So just play with it, but realize it's a relationship. And your Heavenly Father already knows everything that you need. Therefore, you fellowship with the Lord and let Him speak to you every day. Okay? Try it for 30 days and let me know how it will go. Okay. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, and I look forward to hearing in the Bible Breakdown discussion how it goes for you. So let's talk more later.